Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sans Pants Radio. Dogs rule. Hey, what's packin' everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watch Spider-Man, the 1967 series, episode 3, The Menace of Mysteria, with my friends Robbie and Tracy from the Not Joanna Eggs podcast. Robbie uses they-them pronouns, and Tracy uses she-her. If you like the show, don't forget to leave us a positive review on iTunes, or maybe let me know on Twitter. My handle is at StopTweetingMia. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Cynical Cartoons for another week. As always, I'm Mia Marchant, my pronouns are she-her, and I'm here if you need to talk. So I will uh, immediately start off by saying this is the first episode of Spider-Man, the 1967 version that I have ever seen. And I don't really know what I was expecting because it was awful. (laughs) It was not good. I don't know what you're talking about. The fights in this were incredible. They're some of the best I've were ever they? seen in animation. For real? Oh my you didn't god! Think this He's was wearing good? magnetic boots on the side of a bridge that's probably not magnetic. <laughs> that's clearly poured. You concrete. didn't think the voice acting here was great? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I, Mysterio, am I really liked and definitely not imitating Skeletor. They really played up J. Jonah Jameson's Hitler mustache and the fact mm-hmm. that he has a framed picture of himself next to his door. I want that. (laughs) What I love in this particularly is that numerous times, and by numerous I mean two that I can remember, instead of stating Spider-Man, they talk about him as though he's a Jewish lawyer. Spider-Man, what are you doing here? That's exactly my note. JP Spider-Man, at your service. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, um, literally, several characters call him Spider-Man, and it's like, no. Spider-Man. No. <laughs> well, welcome to Brown, Stern, and Spider-Man. Oh, man. You guys, this cartoon oh, is boy. fucking wild. That's what I said. I think that's on my notes three different times. This it's is so wild. It's just so weird. It's so weird. And I mean, I mean, the thing that's great about Spider-Man is that I haven't seen a lot of the most recent ones, but I feel like every incarnation of the Spider-Man cartoon is very, very watchable in some way, right? Like this yeah. one's great. The 90s, well, not great, but you know what I mean by great. It's, like it's the 90s campy one is great. and very off-putting, so it's very watchable. There's just blatant misogyny here, uh, plots oh, yeah. that don't make any sense. It's very good. I feel like he would tell Mary Jane that he's glad that she can't drive a car. Like, he would lord that over her in some way. I mean, he's always wearing a suit. Yeah, that's true. He seems like he has a lot to prove. With a sweater vest, I feel. Yeah, in the middle of June, whatever. I mean, Peter in this show feels very 
he feels like out of time. Like he feels like yeah. a time traveler. He doesn't feel like somebody from the 1960s. He feels like a 50 year old man <laughs> who's referred to from by everybody 40s. as a teenager, despite looking like a 50 year old man and sounding like Look, one. just because he has a crew cut does not mean that he's not just a 50 year old man in disguise. He looks old as shit. It's gross. It's really gross. And he definitely looks at least 30. Anywho, why, when Spider-Man is being chased by the cops, does he crab walk down the building? I don't know. You would think that swinging would have been faster. (laughs) Or crawling vertically instead of like, I'm going to crab walk down. This is better for my butt. This, This is a great workout for my glutes. I think the thing that we have to realize about this cartoon is it was made by a bunch of really old white men that had never read a Spider-Man comic book before because he seems to have a lot of abilities that don't, as to my knowledge, exist in the comics. And sure, there's a lot of Spider-Man out there. Maybe at some point he creates a bulletproof web shield and fights the cops with it and gets shot 50 times. But as far as I've seen, that's never happened. And from what we can tell, also, apparently, this iteration of Spider-Man is not good at detecting when a gun is directly next to his head. Because I was like, he's like, my spidey sense is sensing danger. It's like, and then he's about to, he's got a revolver in his face. I'm like, you don't miss a fucking beat, do you, Spides? (laughs) I mean, apparently his spidey sense is like incapacitated by smoke like a fog machine and spider-man's out of it he's not he's not yeah. all there listen what whatever that smoke machine was spewing out was horrifying because it seemed to be like a catch-all shield I, yeah and also he had like poison gas that melted a mask but not his <laughs> costume or skin this I mean, is a very okay, dangerous okay. clothes set too can we just address that that he just happens to have it there I don't want to speed past what Robbie just said. There is a moment in this episode where Mysterio busts out the smoke screen, right? And Spider-Man is like, yeah. oh, okay, well, it's a good thing I was a Boy Scout. I'm always prepared. And he pulls out a little gas mask out of his skin-tight costume, puts it on his face. In case the apocalypse happens, I guess. Right. So, like, <laughs> no. so, like, Mysterio is somehow ready for that, though. And Mysterio has a, a gas mask dissolving gas yeah exactly like what okay and then it doesn't do anything else to him it's like it's only to take on the gas mask and it's like why yes was that 10 seconds in the episode what did that accomplish (laughs) it's literally 10 seconds and it means nothing at all i mean it's roughly as efficient as the bat shark repellent that they had in the batman 1966 movie whatever it was right like my god this was a dark time for media like no wonder things like bonnie and clyde were getting made because they're just like man all these things kind of suck we need to have something more violent (laughs) and they're like kids hold out for two years because then you get scooby-doo and then it'll still be formulaic and kind of dumb but at the very least we'll have new episodes and they won't keep recycling the same animation all the time damn it is persistent yeah i think that the easiest way to explain the behavior in the spider-man 1967 cartoon peter parker is an alcoholic um (laughs) hitting the booze a lot does not really think through the things he's about to do his spidey sense is dull because of it he doesn't ever really think (laughs) about situations because basically the plot of this episode is that he meets mysterio for the first time mysterio in the comics also in the new spider-man far from home haven't seen it yet has historically, I think, always been like a movie stunt man who does like movie effects and stuff like that too. Yeah. I think he's tried to make the leap into being more of a bigger actor, but he's never made it. So he, right. of course, became a supervillain. So that he can get paid to kill Spider-Man or to get the police to kill Spider-Man? Question mark. I don't know. Mia, it's a gig economy. You know, I'm not going to look down on him for doing that. 
So his whole plan in this episode, which somehow works really, really well, is to dress up like Spider-Man, go steal something from the museum. Spider-Man is going to return to the scene of the crime. The police are going to kill Spider-Man. Doesn't work. Takes on Spider-Man again. Doesn't work. Fight Spider-Man at the end. Okay, whatever. The whole plan is predicated on Peter Parker just being the biggest dipshit on the face of the earth. And it does work. <laughs> it, it does Which is incredible. Work. However, what I think is also funny in this is that Peter Parker also kind of assumes that Mysterio is a dipshit insofar as when Mysterio's in the room, he, like, unambiguously throws a giant tracker on his cape. Oh, my God. Right, Which right. no one that else was so ridiculous. Like, I was like, are you guys blind? Miss Brandt, come on. It's like what I was half expecting is he's like, hmm, my cape is dragging a lot heavier than it usually does. <laughs> it also got clipped on the side of this light pole. Mayhaps there was something affixed to it. Egads, a tracker, shaped like a spider. But who could have done this? But that never happens because, of course, it doesn't. (laughs) I like the drunk angle because there's a line in this that tickled me because it's hilarious. Is it the split personalities thing? It's not that one. Okay, that's That's great. But yeah, that's what he has to keep telling himself. He's like, you're not the booze, Peter. So there's a point where he's fighting Mysterio and he's like, remember, Mysterio, your powers are fake, but mine are natural. And I was like, right. your powers are not. <laughs> your powers come from, an, from a genetically engineered super spider. What the fuck are yeah, you like, talking about? What is natural about? That's like when people say like, no, weed's better for you because it's natural. It's like, no, right. it isn't. Well, it's not well, the same so, thing. So the thing is, is that not only does that not make any sense because it's not true, It doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like you're fighting somebody that has all of these like machines that are going to kill you. And you're like, yeah, but my powers are natural. Like, yeah. What the fuck Honestly, are you talking about? That doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Matter. My buzzsaw can still cut you in half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is c- continuing off of the point that you all just made about him being an alcoholic. I am also convinced that he is an alcoholic conspiracy theorist because not only would he like think to just assume that like, well, surely no one would have the brazen ability to transform as me, Peter Parker, wearing a complete full body suit and no one could possibly match my entire build height and you know weight, all that stuff. But also that he would even just know to have a gas mask available should someone happen to put it there we don't know where he's holding it because he doesn't have it's not he's not like batman or batman has like a little belt thing that holds on to shit like where right. spider-man put things why would you think to have that the funny thing about the costume thing is it's like it's a joke and a quest in the spider-man ps4 game that there is an imposter spider-man going around fighting people and it's just a dude who has like a spider-man halloween costume and knows karate yeah like miles morales in spider-verse <laughs> but he's not a fighting a little anybody. bit like that but not quite <laughs> yeah but hopefully a better quality spider-man suit well yeah i don't know i just think that mysterio goes about this all the wrong way because if he knows that <laughs> peter is as dumb as he seems to know he is like like okay So Mysterio somehow at the beginning of the episode breaks into the museum, steals something as Spider-Man, gets away from the cops, right? Has all of Spider-Man's powers for some reason. Never uses them again. Like, he... (laughs) He does use the webbing, doesn't he? Does he, though? I no, don't no, know. no, Mysterio does use the webbing. Like, that's how he escapes from them. And we're just yeah, like, we yeah, never, never really know how he can do it. Like, yeah, there, there's, there's a shot of him jumping from one building to the next, and he's, like, jumping like Spider-Man. Like, he has Spider-Man's abilities. And it's like, you're not Mystique. You are a man in a costume. So, yeah. escapes the police, whatever, who gives a shit? Peter wakes up the next day to turn on the radio and be like, Spider-Man broke in the museum. And he's like, do I have a split personality? 
or maybe somebody dressed up like me. Like, like the second thing that he jumps to is maybe somebody dressed up like me and Robin. Uh, yeah, I like the, yeah. the imposter being the second option there is kind of yeah, wild. It's like yeah. perhaps he's like, well, I'm a known schizophrenic. Mayhaps <laughs> yeah, I yeah, do yeah, it yeah. in the middle of the it's night. It's not the right disease, like, Tracy. Well, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, maybe, you know, split personalities, whatever. Maybe he has um, dissociative, you know, identity disorder or something. He's having an associative feud. Yeah, he, yeah apparently he's in a dissociative state. But the, I just like that his natural assumption is to go to that, like, as though it's a pre-existing condition and he's like whoop must have fucked up again last night or something he's like oh no well maybe it was just a guy and like almost as though he can throw blame onto the other person it's like well no it's clearly just a man in a suit not me right oh god i really hope it wasn't I mean, me well maybe this is like a post venom world like maybe he's already done the whole black suited <laughs> spider thing gone out he hit mary jane in the face when she was at work spider-man Aww. 3 whatever and then now he's like oh god it's happening again like doesn't <laughs> like Mary Jane stay away from me I'm getting you a bus ticket out of town Just don't come near me <laughs> Need to keep well. I mean, well, and also we never see Mary Jane in this episode. All we just see is him being really, really mean to Betty Brant for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that scene was really was. great. Oh God, can we please break that scene down? Because like it both it made me laugh and it also made me want to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, he comes into the office, says like, "Hey Betty, how's it going?" She talks for literally three seconds, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't ask for your fucking life story, Jesus." <laughs> It's just, he's like, okay, calm down, you hysterical bitch. I don't really care. I'm just yeah. being polite. <laughs> it's like, he just hates to hear women talk. And the writers of the show do yeah. too. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Is this like a thing from the comics that she does? Like how Lois Lane doesn't know how to spell or like. They just really didn't want to pay the voice actress that much money. Yeah, which is yeah, why I think, she, isn't it. she the only woman in this episode aside from the lady during the that was the Western movie scene later, which was easily my favorite part of the episode, honestly, aside from that clip. I forgot about that scene. Oh, God, it there made me laugh see, so okay, hard. So, so there is a woman on the film set, but that might just be Betty Grant in a wig. It's probably just her. Yeah, I mean, like, she's got to be moonlighting. How much money could she be making as a, secu- as a secretary right, J- at J- the J. Jonah Jameson's going to underpay her at the bugle. That's right. I mean, you M- know It's 1967. Does. Of course he is. Can we also talk about... Well, two things about Mysterio that tickle me. One, it's clearly Spock, which is weird. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. he looks a I lot like too. Spock. Leonard Nimoy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, what is Leonard Nimoy doing in this? I'm very confused. But also that when they're in the midst of the fight, he says, good thing I'm not the world's greatest stuntman for nothing. And Peter says, ah, I have tricked you because you've said who you are in front of witnesses. <laughs> and then he's like, curses. Did I have a stroke in the moment before that in which Peter taunted him and got him to say that? Or did he just say that apropos of nothing? I thought he taunted him, but it was also the fact that he said, like, oh, you're the world's greatest stuntman. And just be like in front of witnesses. But like, weren't they on the top of that like tower thingy? I mean, yeah, realistically, I don't know how much so, anyone heard. Yeah, it, also, it, it would have just been like like that scene in Shazam where they're like, what? Like where he's monologuing from like 50 feet away. He's like, I can't hear you. It also is like presumptuous that like, what I'm saying is, I'm sure that there are many stuntmen who feel that they're the world's greatest stuntmen without being that. Yeah. Sure. But, but he is though. Like he... I mean, this guy clearly is, but I'm saying that that is not 
a great proof of who he is. Sure. I think, again, the bad Skeletor voice is a much better indicator of who is Mysterio. Yeah. Because he doesn't disguise his voice at all. He just has an orb. Yeah, where did he right. get that weird light bulb helmet thing too, right? Like, that has the weird voice modulator thing on it. I mean, the helmet is kind of amazing. Like, that's classic Mysterio design. <laughs> I think he has that in the film. I haven't seen it yet again. But I do yeah. like how at one point in the episode, like, whenever he talks... The helmet has like a vagina on it that's like gaping and closing. Yeah, it's so bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's really so distracting. Also, it's got like little eyeballs near like the bottom, like almost like the clasp of the cape that's affixing to it. I was like, why would he do that? Like, I'd rather just look at his weird, gross vagina head. <laughs> So Mysterio's plan in this episode is kind of insane. He frames Peter. <laughs> Peter, so so this is what I was saying is that everything being predicated on Peter being a moron. Because Peter yeah. knows that somebody else broke into this place dressed as Spider-Man. And he's like, I've got it. I'm going to return to the scene of the crime. It's like, guess what? <laughs> like an That's idiot. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Especially when the, like there's police surrounding it to look for anything further. It's like, this will go fine. They'll understand once they see it's me. <laughs> and of course he doesn't like stake out the joint or dress up like somebody that's not Spider-Man or no, no, do it stealthy like sense. he doesn't do any of that <laughs> he just like goes in and he sees a police officer and he's like oh and then he like runs away <laughs> down into the sewers <laughs> which like that costume's gotta be like smelly as shit like he's gotta smell like shit yeah. for the rest of the episode right you just they're just like well we're just gonna look for the Spider-Man that has poop stains around his ankles like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> way to go idiot and then Mysterio's whole thing, I guess this was his plan from the beginning. It's very unclear. He goes to J. Jonah Jameson and says, hey, I'll kill Spider-Man for you. I'll take care of him and you pay me. <laughs> and then it's so confusing because I guess that he's going for like a death by cop angle. And then he says, okay, Spider-Man, if you want to learn the truth about what happened with that robbery, meet me on the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> So that's in the newspaper, and the cops know about that, but they still show up to arrest Spider-Man. And it's like, what about the yeah. guy who like put out an article in the Daily Bugle that said, like, if you want to find the guy who actually did the real robbery and framed you, come meet me. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they, like I really don't feel like they should have published that, especially if they were trying to make it into a sting operation. It's like, oh look, honey, there's a sale on watermelon. Also, it looks like there's going to be a sting operation on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> right, hey, we should go on? check it out. Just people tailgating, waiting for someone to die. <laughs> <laughs> just getting drunk on the Brooklyn Bridge is like... It, it, like like NASCAR, but with superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. They duke it out on top of the bridge. I mean, that whole scene is so ridiculous. There's just so many moments in here that are just like completely... <laughs> the dialogue is so whack. Like it's not the way humans talk at all, which is great. I can't remember what he said. I remember during one of the fight scenes, Spider-Man and his classic punch up dialogue. I don't remember what he says, but it's like a really weird line as he punches Mysterio. I think this might be the part you're talking about. Mysterio's like, you're done Spider-Man. And he's like, not quite weirdo. <laughs> not even that although that is weird also it's like oh yeah spider-man is so quippy in the comics he has so many jokes and here he has that well and he makes like one that's like a non sequitur like how do you like this audition tape it's like yeah what? the one line read that really really confused me was the when he was i guess he went under the bridge because he was either trying to hide from mysterio or hiding from like a police chopper or something he's like well i guess i'll take this discovery under the bridge underwater like with a weird like very stilted spacing behind it i'm just like yeah thanks for clarifying that you freaking weirdo right it feels like he's like telling a joke or making a pun but it's not really a joke or a pun 
Because there's no joke there. Like, there's no yeah. punchline. There's nothing. It's just like, there's nothing to really quip about. He's just stating what he's doing in a weird, <laughs> shitty, smart, alecky kind of way as though, like, yeah, that'll show him. We did skip over one part where he hilariously gets stuck in the train tracks. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, just just pull your foot forward, Peter. Your ankle's not stuck. Like, it's like, you are Spider-Man, right? You do have spider sense, and yet you're going to get hit by a train. Like, he does so yeah. many incredible things. That train almost got him. Yeah, I was like... That, I was that train is being driven by the Green Goblin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my I God, got him, I got him. <laughs> Finally, after all these years. <laughs> I had to buy my own train with my face branded to the front <laughs> yeah. of it, but it was worth it. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Whatever. So they meet on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. He knocks Spider-Man in the water and he's like, oh, I, I guess I killed him. Nobody could have survived <laughs> a fall from this height. And it's like, guess what? This is fuck. You're talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is always falling. He's obviously fine. And he's also apparently an Olympic quality swimmer because he can swim yes. super fast without coming up for air at all. With wearing a mask. A mask. Yeah. That doesn't block his nostrils, by the way. <laughs> He had a gas mask in his in his suit. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I suppose he had a scuba mask in there too. Who knows? <laughs> right. So Mysterio goes to J. Jonah Jameson and says, like, I got him. Like, he's definitely dead. Nobody could have survived that. And J. Jonah Jameson is like, well, the police never found his body. So here's half the money. I'll give you the rest of it later. He rips a $100 bill in half and hands him half of it. Yeah, and J. Jonah Jameson, of all people, would not do that. Right, exactly. It's like, that is not legal tender anymore. And also, early on in the episode, Mysterio is like, this is my price. And J. Jameson is like, what? That's insane. But then later on in the episode, he hands him one bill, which is probably 100. So, like, he asked for $100, and and Jameson is like, to kill my mortal enemy? No way. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, that seems like a pretty low ask for a pretty tall task. And I guess it's 1967, but, like... To take out a hit on somebody? Come on. But J. Jonah Jameson putting out a hit on Spider-Man for $100 feels really, really low. Also super unethical once the public finds out that he did that just to sell newspapers. Also, think think about how much money like Mysterio had to put in this plan. He had to buy the Spider-Man costume. Gotta be like 50 bucks. All of the like equipment and stuff that he used, he put his own like career in jeopardy because he's gonna go to fucking jail forever. Yeah, commissioning the Stupid. weird vagina helmet could not have been cheap. Yes, he obviously, I think he probably just had that. But it's like, you made this whole <laughs> supervillain costume, you bought the Spider-Man costume, you did all this shit, you designed tech that would allow you to climb up and down buildings and shoot wet. Like, what? 
sell this tech to the military. Yeah, it's like, what are you he's doing? He's completely wasting his talents for just trying to fuck with Spider-Man. It's like, no, dude, like you can make a lot of money. Like work for the CIA. You right. do really well. Work for Scotland Yard, anybody. Like people who need this tech. So whatever. Mysterio's a shithead. Who cares? <laughs> So Spider-Man decides that he's going to go and surprise attack Mysterio in Mysterio's dressing room for some reason. Like, why not wait until he, like, goes out on the street where he's not going to have all of his equipment? But so for some reason, like, Peter's like, oh, yeah, I'll get him in his dressing room. And it's like, well, guess what? That sucks and you're stupid. I would really like to just kind of rewatch that one scene that they were shooting, like, the Western and everything. Because like I don't know what it was. It was just like the delivery of the cowboy at the very end before like the fight starts happening and they break down the set. It was very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that that scene being just like really odd. Yeah, like I don't know. It, it, it was probably just something about like how they couldn't just recycle the same models and stuff. So they just had to give them extremely limited dialogue. And it was very mm-hmm. funny to me. But Speaking of recycled shots. Oh, God. <laughs> the swinging they definitely, scenes. They definitely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't that. even mirror them. That was the thing that pissed me off. I was like, really? You're going to use the exact same shots? Like, they may as well have just copy pasted it, but they couldn't even flip it around as though it was slightly different. Also, that's like an oddly long transition scene for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this whole show just seems so like cheap and chintzy. It's it's not good. <laughs> I would have felt bad for someone that said like, oh yeah, that show is my childhood. I'm like, that sucks. I mean, like, <laughs> you didn't even have Captain Kangaroo? Like what? I kind of get it. Like I watched a lot of shit when I was a kid. I watched a lot of shit on Boomerang. I probably watched like something of this caliber on Boomerang. But it's like, it doesn't, watching it as an adult, it's like it doesn't make any sense. Like it's very fun because it's terrible. But it's just like, I don't know. There was so many like Marvel cartoons around this time. Like you had the Fantastic Four, you had the Hulk I wonder if they did, like, the sort of thing that they did with, like, the 90s Spider-Man, where you would see Daredevil show up and stuff like that. And I think he crossed over with the X-Men at one point. Like, I wonder if the Fantastic Four and 60s Spider-Man ever teamed up. Well, there definitely was uh, the Super Friends. Yeah, DC definitely got their whole gang together. Well, no, they did one with, uh, what was it called? Well, no, I, I think it was the Super Friends, right? I thought it was, wasn't it, um, it was Superman... Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Um, I'm thinking of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Oh, God. right, well, right. That, yeah, that was in the fair. 80s. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was like Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man, Hulk, Iceman, question and mark? Firestar. Okay, cool. A character invented for that show. Starfire's cousin why. from the Teen Titans. Yeah, I know, right? In the second season, they had the Incredible Hulk and the Amazing Spider-Man. So whatever, Peter stalks this guy to his dressing room. I mean, there's an incredible little dialogue exchange where Mysterio's like, you can't see me. And Peter's like, even when you're visible, I can't see your kind. Which doesn't, what does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. I also just like, I love that his response is, if I can't see you, I'll just keep punching until I hit something. Right, yeah, it's (laughs) that good old, you know, American spirit. He's like, I'll just keep punching and I'll punch every inch of this room and I'll get you. Because if there's "Ah." one thing that Spider-Man doesn't do, it's give up or stop when his knuckles are bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't gosh. know. I mean, I mean, you would think that he would have some kind of tech. Like, here's the thing. He brought along the smoke mask, right? He knows it's going to happen. And yet he doesn't have like anything else. Like he knows the smoke is going to happen and he's ill prepared for it. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it seemed like 
It seemed like Mysterio was always at least like five steps ahead of Spider-Man and he could not like predict any of this stuff or like, you know, <laughs> maybe like contact some of his other super friends and just be like, hey, do you know who this Mysterio guy is? And they're just like, oh yeah, he does X, Y, and Z. Just make sure you've got these things and you'll be fine. It's like, all right, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Because yeah. like some of them, they have to have like patterns of attacks or something. Like it's easy to figure them out. I don't know. I think that, that Peter should have like gotten some information out of Jameson, you know? Like, hang him up yeah. by his feet off a building and be like, what's the phone number? Who called you? Who's paying <laughs> yeah. you off to murder me? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he's like, psycho. hey, Jameson, I'm trying to get some better pictures. Can you tell me who that Spock fellow was? Right, right. I feel like he might know something about this story so I can get you some good pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And apparently nothing else. I don't know. So whatever. Peter, like, pulls out a recording device out of his suit the size of a small toaster and it's like, where did you, where do you keep these things? He's not wearing like a backpack. He's got a gas mask. He's got a toaster. He's got all kinds of shit. And he's like, you just he's like, run hey, with it. yeah, he's, he's <laughs> like Mysterio. Hey, before you kill me, why don't you just uh, confess to that crime you did? And Mysterio's like, oh, okay. And then he does it. <laughs> I did do that thing. And then for some reason, Peter tells him, he's like, hey, just so you know, I just recorded you and I'm going to take it to the police. He's like, well, why would you do that? I have why a gun. I could him? destroy it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. They fight for a while and then they go out and they're fighting on the film set and the director of the movie is like, no, no, no. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Keep filming. And it's like, well, this has nothing to do with your cowboy movie. Are you going to shoot a Spider-Man movie? What are you doing? I don't know. But I mean, like, honestly, it, and even if he did, like, he could probably try selling it to, like, either the Daily Bugle or some kind of TV station locally and just be like, we have this exclusive footage of Spider-Man fighting Mysterio. They would do amazing. Like, it would be a huge ratings yeah. boost for them, and they'd probably get a shit ton of money from it, too. Like, I mean, we want that is how Peter got his money. He literally just took pictures of himself yeah. fighting people. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. They have a little rope-a-dope in the movie studio. He takes out... Mysterio, and then he goes and he he hangs up Jonah to the ceiling. I don't. <laughs> this part's a little unclear. Yeah, I I was a little weirded out by that scene too. I I kind of expected him to just hang him to death. I love that only because there's a similar joke in not the Spider-Man movie that just came out, but in Homecoming, mm-hmm. where he webs Donald Glover's hand to his trunk. Right, and after <laughs> right. he gets the information, he just leaves, and he's like. That was all of it, like, two hours. No, no, come back here. You have to fix this. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the real question is, do you think that J. Jonah Jameson learned to not use his wealth to put hits on Spider-Man? You know he didn't. I mean, do you, do you think that he puts out another hit on Spider-Man? Because it's something that seems like it almost worked and there were no repercussions. Like, Spider-Man, take him to the police. Tell the police that he put out a hit on you. What the fuck? And no one will listen to Miss Brant because they apparently won't let her put in a word edgewise, so. Right. Well, do we think that Scorpion exists in 1967 Spider-Man? Because Scorpion in some iterations is literally a super soldier created by J. Jonah Jameson to kill Spider-Man. Oh, God, I hope so. I mean, but honestly, this is still pre-Vietnam-ish or like roughly early-ish Vietnam. So that might have been too close to home for a lot of people. <laughs> too uh, so, on the nose. Yeah, well, they're just like, well, we can't kill any heroes right now because there's too much death coming in on the news. We need something happy. So we're just going to well, have this. succeeds, this, right? But that's yeah, what his true. purpose was. True. But I, I, like, honestly, I could see that being as like, that would probably fare a little bit better in like the late 70s, early 80s. They're just like, well, no, hey, it's, you know, it's the Cold War. We need something fun. We need some good fights going on. 
So I don't, I mean, I don't really know what, what Jonah's whole gimmick is in general. Like in every iteration of Spider-Man, he's always hated Spider-Man, thought he was a menace, whatever. It's never like explained really. Like in the new one, no, I, I can't talk about that. Never mind. Well, no, no, honestly, I kind of want to because presumably he sells a shit ton of papers from featuring pictures of him or like stories concerning Spider-Man. So why is he so intent on getting rid of him? Spider-Man's a cash cow and he's got a dedicated photographer for just getting pictures of Spider-Man. My favorite is in the Spider-Man game that just came, that was out last year. Oh, right, yeah. The PS4 one. J. Jonah Jameson no longer has the bugle. He instead has a podcast in which he just constantly yells about Spider-Man. I've seen that. It's like an Alex Jones sort of. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say is. he it sounds exactly like Alex that. Jones, but against yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's literally that. Like, I was watching clips from that earlier this week, and he like he's like, oh, Spider-Man's been like, going through uh, uh, updrafts of wind throughout the city. What's he trying to get high while he's saving this? And it's like, okay, Alex Jones, <laughs> I get it. Okay. My Wait. favorite is that there's a punk outfit. So if you wear that, he has a rant about being angry about it. Oh my God. Wait, so is, is he voiced by JK Simmons? No, it's just a, it's a voice actor. Yeah. Maybe one day he'll redo them. I've just always wondered why Peter works for the Daily Bugle. It's a news corporation that's intent on putting out fake information that makes everybody hate him. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just can't get another job as a photographer. It's like, how shitty of a photographer are you that you can't get another job being the exclusive photographer for Spider-Man? What the fuck are you talking about? It's like Peter's only selling point is like, I'm only really good at taking selfies, but in costume. Like, that's his whole gimmick. Maybe it's that he understands that J. Jonah Jameson is not smart enough to put together the only person who gets me really good picture of Spider-Man could be Spider-Man himself. And That's like, true. I think anyone else is too smart to figure that out. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was stupid. You can watch it <laughs> if you want to. I don't care anymore, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend it if for no reason other than the novelty of it, and specifically the scene in which he does the my spider sense tells me I'm not alone. Oh no! A pistol aimed right. in my face! I, I mean, like, that's that's the thing, is that there's certainly a lot of iconic moments here. Like, the thing with him and Betty Grant is just so insane that you're like, how did this... Why did they think this was funny? Like, why did they think yeah. this should be in a kid's cartoon? This is just horribly misogynistic and mean. I think it's just written by, like, men just trying to raise more terrible men. <laughs> like, remember, if you try to just politely ask a woman about her day and she starts to annoy you with her answer or right. doesn't answer quickly or concisely enough for you, it's fine to verbally harass her about it. She can't do anything. She's in a secretarial position. She relies on you being in that position to not get her fired. If you're into shows for, like, camp value, especially 1960s cartoons, definitely, like, check it out. But I will probably never watch the rest of this show because it's just too goofy for me. I don't know. Like, I think I'd rather just watch the 1960s Batman cartoon. I mean, I was watching one of those Batman cartoons in the DC Universe app earlier this week. And it's like, yeah, they've got Adam West. They've got Burt Ward reprising their characters. Batgirl's in it, Jim Gordon. And then everybody's favorite, Batmite. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> Batmite. I'm not terribly familiar with Batmite, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just, a good just, thing. It kind of yeah, sounds just like look it's it a up. good thing. No, you want, okay. you want to be familiar with Batmite. He's great. One last thing before we wrap up. Who would you guys be most curious about seeing the, the 1967 incarnation of in the Spider-Man canon? Like, as far as villains go, who would you most like to see him fight? 
I think, honestly, probably Doc Ock, because I know that they would not articulate or animate his arms at all, because it would be way too much work. The rest of them would be stationary. There would just be, like, the one that was throwing him or something. It would be pretty rough, because, like, they'd have to rely on all the limited animation or recycled things, and Doc Ock would just not make sense to have in that kind of show, because it's too right, complex right. of a character to well, draw. That's, for me, then, it's carnage, because I oh, do not yeah, think that, would be wild. that 1966 or 67 is prepared for carnage at all as a character yeah what, what if he was just like completely like how he is in the comics where he like eats his grandma's dog and goes around oh my being god a killer. <laughs> it'd be awesome yeah he's... that'd be such a bummer though in like in a show that's like they try to play most of the spider-man cartoon is fairly lighthearted, so i think that that would probably just horrify so many parents just be like you are never watching spider-man again I would be really curious to see uh, the rhino just because I feel like Spider-Man against like a big dumb brute in this context would be very funny. Like they both just be so dumb. Yeah. If they could do it at somewhere like, you know, like an auto wrecking yard or something like that would feature a lot of really good set pieces. Or he's like, I hope you see my point rhino. And then he throws a car and it lands on rhino's horn or something. And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks for coming on the show this week, you guys. It's been really fun. Thank you for having yeah, us. Absolutely. Appreciate uh, it. Where can people find you online, Tracy? Thank you, Mia. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter via at TC Troush. You can also find our show website, notjoannaeggs.tumblr.com. We are on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, and also YouTube. So you can just search for our name and we'll be on there. How about you, Robbie? You can find me on Twitter at lobster underscore writer and on Instagram at lobster writer. Awesome. And I'm on Twitter at Stop Tweeting Mia. Thanks for listening to Cynical Cartoons for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Whoa. What the? I'm Spider-Man. I need you to come with Who me. Who the heck are you? I, I just told you that. Listen, listen. I'm from the future. How dare you point at me? You, you were pointing first. Rude to point. You're being very rude. You're not even believing what Which I'm one saying. pointed I'm first? Spider-Man pointed first. Obviously. You're pointing at me right now as pointing. you say you're that. Look pointing. at you. I'm Look just at pointing at your point. Look at your finger right different now. different than normal you pointing. You, are you haven't seen You're accusing me of pointing while you... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.